Hey, hey, hey. What's up, fam? It's Tuesdays with Tawana. Yes, I am in the building today. It's Tuesday. We're ready to rock together, building community one episode at a time. So come on in the room. Come on in the room. You shout me out in the comments. I'll shout you out back. And then if you just want to chill and just commune silently while you're at work or just relaxing or taking a break, that's cool as well. So we have a lot to talk about today. So we want to get at it and get into it. And of course, you know, I love hearing from you. I love hearing your, seeing your comments and then being able to recite and enter your comments into this narrative um, of building community because it's not all about me. It's about us. It's about us healing and doing what we need to do to heal. So with that, I am going to put my phone on do not disturb because of course, um, I forgot to do that before we went online. Okay. So I want to make sure we have no interruptions whatsoever. So y'all just come on in the room, come on in the room. We are ready to talk about intimate conversations. We are ready to talk about our lives. We are ready to talk about current events. We are ready to talk about whatever you bring, whatever magic you bring into these comments. We are ready for you. So let me know you in the room and feel free to comment. And as always, this is available on recording later and it's available through, through podcast. All of your podcast platforms, it is available. It'll be available on YouTube. So let's get it started. One, I am grateful as always to be here on a Tuesday with you as your curator. And we just rock out. We just talk. We build community. We make it happen. We talk about everything from A to Z, laughter to joy, to sorrow, to grief, and everything in between. But today is a bit different for us. Today, hey, Tammy, what's going on? Good to see you. What's up, Cordio, my little buttercup? Thank y'all for joining. We need to have like a top fan badge. Not not that I have fans, but people who support, got to find another word for it. I'm going to find another word for it. But people who support me day in and day out when they can. And even if you watch this outside of this hour or this half an hour, please, please, please make comments. Um, I go back and I look at the comments and I would love to engage on on various levels so that we can insert your voice into this narrative because you matter and your voice matters. So first and foremost, you know, t-shirt of the day. I'm thankful, grateful, and blessed. Yes, t-shirt of the day. Um, so grateful to continue to rock uh attire that's from Black-owned organizations and companies. So this is how we do on Tuesdays with Tawana. So so let's, let's get started. Let's get started. Before we get into intimate conversations, the theme of an upcoming uh, summit on Thursday, uh, September 30th at 10 o'clock Pacific time, 1 o'clock Eastern time. Before we get into that, um, I do want to um, talk a little bit about um, R. Kelly, just just for a brief moment. And this has nothing to do with intimate conversations because it ain't nothing intimate about what he does. But I would ask that we send love and light 
to all of those um, who were impacted by through his actions, who were impacted through his ill behaviors and his sexual assaults. And I know that he was found guilty on uh, racketeering and sex trafficking. And there's probably so much more to this. I did not follow it intimately. It was triggering. It was upsetting. And I don't need any of that in my aura or in my energy. I am watching my energy for, for my health and my well-being and finishing this dissertation. But I, 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 you know, when we talk about justice, right, we, he, he was found guilty. Um, I don't know if the sentencing came out yet. I don't think it did. Um, but I wish that this nation would have the same fervor, that same fire when it came to um, law enforcement and others who um, are clearly acting in ways that are not only illegal, but inhumane, disrespectful, undignified, just just losing the life, um, losing your life at the hands of, of law enforcement that are called to call, serve and protect, or not arresting others who are in public office, who do lewd things, who do um, asinine things, who say things that are just so disrespectful and demeaning and degrading. What we're doing to our Haitian beloveds, I mean, now they're trying to right the wrong, but we talked about this and we ended on this last week, that your voice matters. Like you, we speak up and we come together and we shift the atmosphere because had no one said anything, had no one cared, had no one put voice to the silence of those who are seeking asylum, the migrants, then we probably would not have the same outcome as, as we do now trying to right the wrongs of just sending our beloveds back to, uh, a, a country that's in disarray due to uh, natural disasters and in disarray politically because their president was assassinated. So I just wanted to encourage you to continue to use your voice, continue to be who you be, continue to know that your voice matters and your voice counts, continue to know that uh, being in the know and updated on all these different matters at hand. It doesn't mean that we have to sit in front of the news all day, every day. So I encourage you to take care of yourself and really monitor what you let into your body and what you let into your system. Um, sometimes the six o'clock news may not be a good look for you, but some other sitcom or something might be a good look for you in that moment. And you can catch your news through Black news networks online and in a digital era. Um, and hearing things from the root or hearing from celebrities who keep their pulse very, they keep their finger on the pulse very closely and, and, and share and spread accurate information. Let us not just read the headlines and then hit share without reading the story to ensure that we are spreading information that is true and righteous. What's up, Jackie? My pink sister is in the building. Tonisha is in the building. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love seeing y'all faces. So, yeah. So I just wanted to drop a few nuggets on that with, with, with R. Kelly. And, um, you know, the, the entertainment scene is, is brutal. You know, we lost 
um, several uh, celebrities due to accidental drug overdoses and or dying at the hand um, at the hands of, of, of suicide. Shit is rough. It is real out here in these streets. So this is why we do what we do to talk about these things and bring these things to light. One other thing I want to mention before we go into intimate conversations is about mental health awareness. So not only is domestic violence awareness coming up in in a few days and breast cancer awareness month is coming up in a few days, but we also are, um, are learning more and more about mental wellness. Um, not necessarily focusing on the illness, but how does one become well? Because we talk about this often, right? If what what we focus on expands. So if I focus on the illness, nine times out of 10, I'm going to focus on the shame. I'm going to focus on the guilt. I'm going to focus on the mood swings. I'm going to focus on the medication that makes me gain weight or lose weight or, you know, has me feeling like I'm not in my own body. I'm going to focus on those negative things. And if I focus on mental wellness, then I'll focus on what are those things that are making me well and I'm still here. Hey, Mama Lovey, you just make me smile from my heart. Good to see you, Mama Lovey. Hey, Julie, good to see you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So as we talk about mental wellness, let us focus, focus on those things that make us well and not focus on the thing or things that are making us ill. But either way, we got to talk about it and we need to insert it into a narrative that is ongoing and not just during these awareness months, right? Because people are dying outside of October. People are being abused outside of October. Um, 41% Black women are dying at a rate of 41% higher than white women in breast cancer. And according to Reverend Tammy Denise, who is the president and, uh, president of Carrie's Touch, she was diagnosed 17 years ago. And that was the s- statistic that she learned about then. And here we are, and it may even be longer than that, but just from her personal experience, 17 years ago, that number has not moved. Why? Why is it that we are still dying at disproportionate rates? Why is it that we are called to be shameful of of our bodies or shameful to say the word cancer? Because in our culture, cancer equaled death due to lack of health care, due to fear, due to lack of access. Whatever the case is, there are so many different reasons, but it ends up in death. And we have an opportunity to change that by talking about it and having intimate conversations. We have an opportunity to move the needle on domestic violence. We have an opportunity to to to, to move the needle on mental wellness so that that wellness number goes up and the illness number decreases. Because just talking about it reveals it releases the guilt and the shame and and reveals the love and the light that happens because then people won't feel so shameful when they talk about having postpartum depression or depression in general or bipolar disorder or many other things that I can probably list and go on and on and on. But when we talk about it, 
we speak life. We, we manifest that which we want and we desire and what we want to see. So if we focus on what we want to see and not focus on what we don't want, guess what? What we want to see will manifest because the universe is not going to recognize your negative and your positive. So we must make sure that we are speaking positive, that we are speaking life, that we are speaking joy, that we are speaking in a way that is uh, like an appreciative inquiry and not from a deficit model, right? Hey, Miss Odessa, my friend, love you. I wish I was still watching football. It's been five years since I've watched a football game. And I, to be honest with you, I was tempted to watch football this season. And, um, but Miss Odessa and others, they were my sports buddies on online and we would just talk trash and I love it and I miss it. And I just, I tried to turn on a football game the other day and no shame to those who are watching football, rock on, have fun. I, I just couldn't do it. Um, not only because of uh, Kaepernick, but also because of the the horrible domestic violence rates that we never hear about in the NFL and how the NFL is so quick to wear pink for October. But I dare you NFL to wear purple one Sunday, one Sunday to bring awareness because then you'll be calling out your players, your owners, your managers, and, and uh, anybody affiliated with that organization um, because the numbers, if we had true numbers right now, they they would probably be off the charts, off the charts, and we don't and we don't talk about it. Courtney said, "Oh, <laughs> Courtney said the Knicks are gonna take it this year, so don't worry about it." Listen, my Knicks are looking good and doing much better. I've always been a fan through the good and the bad. It's just when things were bad, I was silent. Hey, why would I want to deal with the trash talking and be on the other end? <laughs> I'm not going to volunteer for that. I'm going to volunteer when I'm the one doing the trash talking and I can say what I want to say. So, and I'm on the winning side. I don't want to talk when I'm on the losing side, which is probably why it's good I'm not watching football right now because word on the street is that the Jets and the Giants suck. So, anyway, so let's let's get into some intimate conversations. Um, let us take a deep breath because we're going to talk about um, some intimate conversations. We're going to talk about um, some things that are coming up, and and if it's if it's too much or if it's triggering for you, or let's manage that together. Let's learn to manage that together because we don't want our triggers to force us into silence, right? We want to learn how to deal with our triggers and manage our triggers and protect our energy and our hearts by doing breath work, by doing meditation, by building community like this. Hey, Mother Carolyn, I'm glad you made it. Tony <laughs> Tony said, they suck. You're not missing nothing. <laughs> go Giants, go Jets. And we're purple on Sunday. So, and, well, don't hire Kaepernick now because he's doing so much better and living his life and he has his peace. So I'm not even, that's not even one of my personal demands for not watching football. But let, let's talk a little bit about intimate conversations. So as most of you know, most of you are my dear beloveds, um, you know, surviving breast cancer, surviving active treatment, 
surviving metastatic breast cancer. And I don't know if you've noticed, but there have been a lot more conversations around metastatic breast cancer, whether it's a commercial or raising money or having Zoom conferences about metastatic breast cancer. And that only tells me that it's starting to impact other groups more than it is impacting Black women. And that's just the reality of the racist world we live in. When we talk about racism, we talk about systems. I'm not going to dare sit here and talk about, well, I have white friends and y'all know how we roll. Y'all know how we get down. And we talk about these systems and how to dismantle these systems. And one of the systems that we must dismantle is the 41% of Black women who are dying at that higher rate than our counterparts. That has got to stop. It's not genetic. It's not because of the color of our skin. It's not necessarily because of the environment we live in. It's not necessarily because of our eating habits. Some of those things play into it. But we also have very healthy people who who are plant-based eaters. They work out and they take care of themselves. and They've done so for years and they still have breast cancer. So it's not only one thing that is the cause, the driving force behind this heinous disease called breast cancer. And then what makes it worse is that certain groups are being impacted, adversely impacted by it um, than other groups. And and that needs to be talked about because we got to level the playing field so we all can survive. We're not leveling the playing field like oppression Olympics because I just want you to look at, to to suffer and to to be a, a statistic like the 41%. No, we want to even the playing field so that we can all survive and we can share information on how to build community, how not to um, keep cancer as a secret because if if I don't talk about it, you won't know about it. And then if you're you in general, not anyone on this particular um, uh, episode, but if 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 you don't talk about it and you don't know what to do, then you might be making some ill-informed choices, right? You know, let's talk about my scars. You know, I talked at one time I was saying how I had to choose the scars that I lived with. But guess what? During my diagnosis, I ended up not having a choice because I almost died because of the breast implants that I had because I had a hematoma and didn't know it until I began to see this swelling on my left side. And I'm like, what's going on? I have implants. What's happening? What's going wrong? Right. So there's also another thing now, like it's a, a real thing. Um, yes, Tanisha, thank you. Looking for, you know, looking forward, if you will, to really spreading the word and talking about domestic violence um, this month. And I hope to have some special things going on only if my dissertation is done. I am working on chapter five. And if it's done, we're going to do some special things and have some special guests. And if not, we're going to keep going and have it in November or something. So um, back to what I was saying about scars. I, at one time, I was saying I had to choose the scars that I could live with. And now I have no choice but to live with these scars that I have. I have no choice. And when I first looked at them, the scars are not pretty. They, they are not. As a matter of fact, I have a, a graphic. So please, again, this is a warning. If you need to just step away for a minute um, or take a deep breath and just ask God to give you the strength to see with healing eyes, um, that's what I ask of you. 
right now. But on this particular um, graphic, um, this is about an event that's coming up. Intimate conversations, black women, breast cancer, and policy. It's this Thursday at 10 o'clock. You go on to carriestouch.org, C-A-R-R-I-E-S-T-O-U-C-H.org, and we are going to talk about it. But you see the scars, the scars that I, I did not choose. This is a scar that I did not choose. This is a scar that looks like mine, that I, for it, it happened for my survival. So I had to choose, I, I had to choose to live <laughs> with a different type of scar that I wasn't really ready for. I wasn't really ready to be breastless, but I'd rather be breastless and alive. I'd rather be breastless and alive. So when we talk about intimate conversations, let's start with black women because it's black women, breast cancer and policy. First of all, we're humanizing black women, period, full stop because oftentimes we continue to be dehumanized, we continue to be over-hypersexualized, we continue to be disrespected and disregarded, we continue to be um, silenced by people who feel threatened by us, and the list goes on and on, and Black women continue to make strides, we continue to come together, we should continue to honor each other and, um, and show some dignity for and with each other. So when we talk about Black women, full stop, we talk about black women and honoring black women and the lives of black women and so that black women can live and not die at the hands of systemic ills like breast cancer. So then the next one, black women, breast cancer. So now let's talk about breast, black women and breast cancer. We, we, I've talked, said the statistics several times. We must talk about this disparity and these numbers with black women and breast cancer. To this day, in 2021, people are still saying the C word. People are still not sharing when they go for a biopsy um, because we have dense breasts. Um, people are not talking about it. And if we talk about it, if we talk about it, then people will know how to respond, what to expect. They can make informed decisions and not rely on, on the medical field and some some are great and some are not. Some know how to manage our pain, some will does not. Some are compassionate with us, some are not. So we 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 should not have to live a life that's contingent upon someone else and how someone else treats us and how someone else sees us. So this particular summit, Intimate Conversations, is really about seeing the black woman and seeing and listening to the stories and hearing the plight of the black woman when it comes to breast cancer, because the numbers are horrible. They're horrible. And the medical field has made such great strides with immunotherapies and new treatments. Like I'm, I am in active treatment. I am on chemotherapy and a targeted therapy every three weeks. And I'm, I'm, my, my weight doesn't fluctuate. My hair is growing. Those are things that were attached to um, chemotherapy. And these are things that are very important to women. They're a part of our bodies, which is a part of our lives. 
right? But not everybody has that opportunity. Not everybody can be afforded that opportunity. But you know what? We can be afforded the opportunity on living our best life, even in the midst of. It's not easy living with cancer. It's not easy living with metastatic breast cancer. And let's talk about metastatic breast cancer for a moment. So we talk about black women and breast cancer. Let's add a little thing in there about metastatic breast cancer. So originally I was confused. I was confused for years as to why in all of my paperwork, it said that I had metastatic breast cancer when it did not spread. Oh, hearts to you, brother. I love you, Donald. Um, Oh, why did I get teary eyed when he came on? Um, I was confused with why I was diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer because metastatic breast cancer um, was was defined, if you will, in, in layperson's terms as a cancer that spreads outside of the original diagnosis. So if I have breast cancer and it spreads to the brain or to the liver or to the kidneys or to some other organ, that's metastatic breast cancer. For me, my metastases came in my lymph nodes and usually lymph nodes are not included in metastatic breast cancer, but because of the aggressiveness of my cancer and my tumors, I was diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer. And because of people like Stomp Out Breast Cancer and Carrie's Touch, they were able to inform me about that so I knew what choices to make and I can make informed decisions about my metastases and not fall into what I thought metastatic breast cancer was, but factual information about what it is. So there are several levels to metastatic breast cancer. So now you're hearing more and more about this awareness about metastatic breast cancer because people are realizing that there's this misnomer out there about this rigid, linear, one-way definition of metastatic breast cancer. I am living proof. I've had two recurrences. I have had um, eight of my lymph nodes removed plus a bilateral mastectomy. Yes, I have metastatic breast cancer. No, it did not spread to my kidneys or any other organs. So we just got to be in the know. So this is why it is so important for us. It is so important that we register whether you are a breast cancer survivor, a caregiver, a daughter, mother, sister, uncle, father, cousin, brother, men and women, This lineup and this four-hour opportunity together is talking about Black women, about us, putting us at the center. It's talking about breast cancer, talking about breast cancer that's negatively um, impacting us in ways um, and in numbers that are that far outweigh and far beyond our counterparts. And let's end with policy. So one of the things that's really important about policy is, you know, we 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 look at uh, the lack of of healthcare or affording um, healthcare, out of pocket costs. You got five thousand dollar deductibles. When are you ever going to reach a five thousand dollar deductible unless you have breast cancer and one chemotherapy treatment costs thirteen thousand dollars? So I meet my deductible like right at the beginning of the year, like come January one treatment. I have met my deductible. That is not the norm. So it's policy 
that is going to change things like that. It is policy that is going to change our, the access that we have or, or we don't have. It's going to change it so that we have access. It's going to change the affordability. You know, people um, were, were talking about the Affordable Care Act and they didn't like it and so on and so forth because it wasn't for them. They didn't understand it because they can afford whatever it is that they have and they can navigate that space and they had access to it. But those of us who did not have access appreciated the Affordable Care Act because now I have health coverage that I can somewhat afford and I can go into a doctor and get a wellness check for free. I can go in and, and, and go for chemotherapy without paying an astronomical amount of money out of pocket. So when we talk about policy, you know, and policy leads into politics, but we're not talking about the politics that is this two-party system that doesn't work for Black people on either end of the spectrum. It doesn't work for BIPOC people on either end of the spectrum. Just take a look at what's going on with our bodies. Take a look at how they're trying to navigate and manage our bodies um, with decisions that we have to make um, through whether it's abortion or um, reproductive rights and so on and so forth. So policy, it's important that if you're going to write policy, the, the um, I think it's like National Association for People with Disabilities. I don't know if I have the name right, but I love this model. Nothing about me without me. So you can't write policy about Black women and affordable care and all that and not include me, the one who is impacted by it. You can't write policy about reproductive justice when I'm the one being impacted by it. I need to insert my voice, my narrative, my story. I need to, to, to add a spark to that cognitive mind and that little part of your brain that really moves your emotions and moves you to do differently. Um, we, we need to show up and make the changes and be the change that we want to see. So we, when we talk about black women and the layers of trauma, the layers of trauma in general, the layers of trauma with breast cancer, the layers of trauma with other underlying diseases, when we talk about breast cancer and the disparaging numbers and how we're dying at disproportionate rates, some of us are suffering and we don't have to suffer because we know that Emily Towns says pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. So yes, I go through pain. Yes, I have painful neuropathy. Yes, I have a fractured rib. Yes, I have scar tissue. Yes, I have pain, but I will not suffer because I have people like you in my village that continue to love me and to encourage me, to pray for me, to bless me. And then in turn, I do the same for you. I am because you are, you are, therefore I am. So I encourage you to register or encourage others to register, your doctor or whomever, intimate conversations. When we hang out, I'll hang out, hang out. I hope we can hang out one day once COVID is over. Um, when we're done with this, this, this uh, episode, um, I will make sure the information is already on my page, but I'll make sure that it's on this thread so that you can sign up and really learn about Black women, breast cancer, and policy. We have an amazing lineup, and it's not amazing just because I'm on it. <laughs> yes, I am on the lineup, and I'm so grateful and honored to be able to share 
my story. And I want to leave you with this. Intimate conversations into me see. Intimate, into me, into me. Intimate conversations requires trust. It requires a level of uh, communication that is transparent, that is beautiful, that is truthful. Intimate conversations are about truth-telling in a way that is loving. Intimate conversations is about not saying the C word anymore and calling it out and naming that thing for our Christians out there. We, we, name, we name it so demons will flee. We name it so that we can face it and fix it and we know exactly what it is. We're going to rebuke the guilt and the shame and start feeling bad. Well, what did I do? What did I eat? How did I act? What did I do to deserve this? Nothing, baby. But we're going to survive. That's what you did. You're a survivor and a thriver and a warrior and a way maker and a divine, beautiful being. A divine being so much so that we can shift the atmosphere to work in our favor so that we might live and not die at the hands of these systemic ills. Miss Odessa, Mother Carolyn, I love you dearly. Thank you for affirming this conversation. So listen, I hope to see some of you on Thursday's Intimate Conversations right on Facebook Live on Carrie's Touch page. It'll be on YouTube as well. It'll be available for recording. I love you dearly. Let us learn more because when we learn more um, and we know more, we do better. Stomp Out Breast Cancer says the more you know, the less you fear. So this is why we do what we do in community, in love and in hope and peace and joy and healing together one episode at a time. I love y'all to the moon and beyond. I pray I will see you on next Tuesday. Keep praying for me. This dissertation is almost done. Well, done for me. And then it has to go to committee and they have to approve it and some other things. But just remember, remember, I am doing this. We are doing this because I could not do this whether it's surviving breast cancer or doing a dissertation in the midst of active treatment and a pandemic, listen, if I don't do nothing else for y'all, may this be an encouragement to you to go out there and do big things. I love you. Yes, baby. Cancer cannot, cancer cannot steal my joy. Cancer cannot steal my hope. Cancer cannot steal my peace. Cancer cannot steal my village or my tribe. So this is why we do what we do. I'm Rev T. This is Tuesdays with Tawana. And I'm out. Share this. Share this. Share this. Share this. I love you. I'm out. Later.